Hello, I'm Genesee. I'm Eric. I'm Daniel. I'm Dave. I'm Tinzian. And this is Death to Fort Dishonor. <laughs> Never mind. I'm, I'm too tired for this shit. <laughs> Ha ha. Ha 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 ha. Ha. Annihilation, Jim. Total, complete, absolute annihilation. The gravity is so much stronger on the southern continent. Are you sure she doesn't have to spread friendship and magic as part of her daily morning routine? <laughs> That's 12th level, I think. Not even whisper or utter my name in your last moments. <laughs> that totally defeats the purpose. Cesar, do you have any sun rods still, or <laughs> bring out your rods, old man? Private confrontation. Not like that. Maybe some discipline. Had <laughs> his hands in all of Cesar's junk for six. <laughs> oh wait, that's not what I meant. <laughs> wow, we have a title. That's wrong. That's really <laughs> wrong. What? We need dice for this game? Welcome to the show. I'm Genesee. I'm Eric. I'm in Australia. I'm Dave. And I'm Tinzian. And we're trying this again. This is Death Before Dishonor. Today is Friday, June 7th, and this is episode 113 in a weekly series following a group of friends playing Dungeons and Dragons, hosted by the Grey Area Podcast. So, as before said, if you were watching five minutes ago, it is raining here, and we're going to cross our fingers that Skype will cooperate. It's been a week or two since we've recorded, and we have some exciting stuff that happened last episode, which I'm going to let Tinzian catch us up on. So, Dungeon Master, you are a go. Despite the rain tonight, hopefully it will be a keyboard-free zone, and we will be able to get some <laughs> business done that we have been somewhat delayed in doing. However, last week, uh, even though we were expecting train wrecks, got two hey episodes recorded, and uh, pretty much that entire drow um, city cavern has been scoured clean. Cesar has fled the area as of uh, a couple episodes ago. And Xanatari and Thorn explored what remained of the Temple of Lolth, and Xanatari's deity was able to exact some measure of revenge against the temple. Sabre took a leap of faith and encountered the goddess. And, uh... Let's see. Yeah, everybody has arrived in the city. The only problem is is that as Thorn and Xanataria were leaving, or should I say fleeing the area, <laughs> Oreo was apparently going critical. And as Xanatari and Thorn appeared into the circular room with all the rest of the drow and Sabre, there is the sound of what appears to be a nuke going off very deep below their feet. Mm -hmm. um, I believe the final action was, before we uh, called it quits for the evening, was Thorn getting hit squarely between the eyes by a whitish cylindrical object or stone. <laughs> uh, 
we have been asked to by Xanatari to do a little bit of RP stuff here. So we are going to try and resolve some business, and then we'll get into the other aspects of the show. So, um, good evening, all. Let us start with uh, Thorn. What me? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh God. Okay. Um. So, I would. Coming out of the, the, the portal, I'd, I'd get pelted uh, straight between the eyes. So instantly my hands would come up and clutch my face. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Ow! <laughs> God! <laughs> so, um, I, yeah, I'd look at Zanatari and ask, uh, what do you think, too, too traumatic? <laughs> I would reach down and pick up this round object that smacked him in the head and examine it. What do I see? Okay. It is actually uh, Bert. <laughs> I thought Bert was bigger than that. Well, Bert's, Bert's probably about the size of your hand from uh, fingertip to wrist, maybe a little bit longer. Ah, oh, yeah, I use and- <laughs> Huh? Okay, I would look at Bert, and uh, is he, like, living as far as Bert is ever living? Bert right now is not illuminating um, the area with any sort of light. You can feel through uh, your, uh, I believe you've got uh, gloves on. Yes. There's a faint vibration that you're getting from um, the uh, male ends and the, the plate ends of your gauntleted hand. Okay, I would panic and get very upset, ignoring Thorn and pushing him to the side. I would examine Bert hey. and find this out and then immediately um, it's, it's considered serious wounds or light wounds. Like, is this is it serious? It's unknown. You, you, you haven't you haven't ever, ever performed surgery on an ion stone. Alright, um... <laughs> But one thing that you do notice is there's no uh, black stripe or line on Bert. Mm. Okay, so <sighs> I'm going to do Holy Cleansing, which is a minor action. It's my daily. It's going to um, channel healing energy into my ally and drive out disease or other ills. Because I'm thinking like the fact that it's holy, you know, he's just been contaminated by the, the Oreo aspect of himself. So now maybe this holiness will just uh, fill whatever rift is gone from the presence of having this dark thing removed from him. So, minor. It makes a saving throw with a plus five power bonus against each effect. There will be no uh, need for a saving throw because you're doing it as a uh, direct inject in this case. Mm. Um, You feel that there is a greater vibration... Within the stone, you feel that your efforts have been positive, no pun intended, <laughs> and there is the faintest of flickers against your group mind link, where you just feel this very tired sense of, of kind of this weary sound. It doesn't really translate to words, but you do recognize the kind of strangeness that is Bert. Okay. 
I'm popping back onto the link. So, um, that part's good. Okay. Then I will hold Bert, you know, in cradled in my arm and, uh, I guess be satisfied with the fact that he's still existing and, uh, turn to Thorn. Um, (laughs) I'm glad to see that he's okay for a stone. Um, I would probably reach out and, like, gently pat Bert on the rocky exterior. Um, (laughs) and then, um, into Xanatari's other hand, I would press the, um, spider brooch that was received, or that, that I had taken from the, um, the priestess in the, the Temple of Wolf when we were still inside. Okay. Hmm. You you probably know what to do with this more than I do. I have no use for this. Okay. I would immediately jerk back, not knowing what kind of sharp object you've just placed into my hand, and the fact that you've come closer and grabbed me when I try to maintain personal space would alarm Xanatari. Uh, I guess looking at it quickly, I might assume that this is a replacement for the brooch that you borrowed from me when you were going to open the chest, and it would remind me of the uh, large physical and emotional angsty fight we just had a couple episodes ago where uh, the trust between us was broken into tiny shards of splintery sharpness. Pointy, yeah, that, pointy ends. Yes, the pointy, pointy ends. Um, I'm going to. I want. I want to try and make reparations with that. I mean, we need to try and maintain. I'm so sorry that I betrayed you and stabbed you and fought you and then kicked you. I did you. not stab you. <laughs> You're taking this way out of out of context here. It was a. It was a loving stab of friendship. I believe weapons were drawn. There was steel engaged and. And wounds attempted. I was I was trying to heal you with negative damage. <laughs> um, no, I would. I I gave the the brooch to Zanatari because I saw her eyeing it off, as um, when we we're in the temple. So I grabbed it and then we ran when sort of Bert Oreo exploded. Um. So. Yeah, I, I would give it. I, I would give it to her. It's not like a, a forceful push into the hand. It's sort of like a um, reach out um, and like place it on her hand. Whether she takes it or not is is up to her. You recall the last brooch that we we had, where it stuck into the person's hand like a a sharp. Yeah, I have my hand out, sort of like that, and placing it like in front of you. Okay. So, whether you open your hand to accept it is up to you. Uh, I suppose I would take it with two fingers very gingerly, like you touch something you don't really want to touch, and put it in the pouch with the other things that I have, just for later uh, rituals involving my god and probably lightning and melting. Okay. Your deity, by the way, um, as soon as you receive the brooch, is extremely pleased. Okay. And I, based upon Thorne's words, I am struck with the uh, thought of the Depeche Mode song, Reach Out and Touch Faith. 
Mm. Are we going there? Do we? Are we just? We're dropping that into my mind. You know, it's been a couple of days, and I just can't stop thinking of songs every time people talk. Right. Uh, uh, by the way, you have no damage, Thorn, from taking the uh, the shot between the eyes. I have a very hard head. Yes, you do. Yes, I do. Sabre. Yes, sir. You have appeared before the rest of the party did, um, so you were you were witness to the well, I guess you were audible witness to the explosion uh, that occurred underneath your feet. You are surrounded by the other drow refugees. Okay. And um, you've had your time with Elastray on that moonlit path um, in between the portal and here. Nobody else seems to have reacted like they, too, saw Elastray. Okay. Just describe the transition between that path and here. Uh, the path is sort of you're just walking along. Um, she has stepped aside kind of out of your vision as soon as you turn to try and follow her as you were walking. Um, you cannot find her turning to look around over your other shoulder just in case she's maybe gone around you. You see nothing, and during that point in time, um, you feel like you've taken maybe a score of steps, and then all of a sudden you are standing still within the room. Um, judging how the others have started to look at you, you may have actually been standing there for maybe ten seconds. Okay. Her eyes will go very wide, and she'll reach down and rip off her left glove real quick and okay. look at her hand. All right. And what do you want to find on your hand? Is it anything golden skin, whole nine yards? Yep. Okay. She lets out a pretty large sigh of relief and then just kind of takes stock of what's going on around her. Okay. Around you appear to be the entirety of the drow refugees. Uh, the room itself is getting pretty cramped. And above you, uh, the majority of the iris that, that can seal off this uh, um, room mm -hmm. is closed, with the exception of one part uh, that is at the top of the ramp. There appear to be a couple minotaurs looking down from that vantage point towards the party and their eyes are all extremely wide and they're looking around but they seem to be focusing on anyone whose color is not a darker or blue at this point in time okay. racist <laughs> <laughs> and the room itself appears unchanged otherwise from when you guys were here a couple hours ago, actually a couple days ago, at this point in time for fighting the wizard and recovering um, Razor and all those. Other fun things. Okay. Down with the Wizard of Oz. Down with the Wizard of Oz. I mean, nothing. <laughs> I'll be quiet now. All the drow seem kind of worried that they have perhaps walked into a great trap because this is clearly not the realm of Elastray. Mm. Do you do anything to try and help them out or lead the situation? 
she will try to circulate a little bit and reassure people that there was a reason that they were sent here and that it'll just take a little bit of time to try to figure that out. And in the meantime, she'll, as she's doing that, she'll kind of look around the cavern and see if she can kind of sort out who among the Minotaur or someone might be in charge. Okay. There's one of the Minotaurs. Uh, he's got kind of a crest on his helm. And uh, so forth. There's um, a different sounding bell that peels out over the area up above. Um, it does not sound like uh, an urgent alarm bell. More like a notification. But it is deep, rich, and perhaps a little bit more hurried than it should be. As if someone like is just really panicked or something and is just trying to get this bell to go. Okay. Is there a sense of direction for that? It's just somewhere up above. Um, to the rest of the party, you would recognize this as a modification of the alarm bell that sounded back when um, the drow were expected to break through the uh, the portal many, many moons ago. Yes. Okay. Anything further, Sabre? No, I guess she'll try to make as big a circuit as she can and then try to head towards that one Minotaur. Okay. Do you take note of the fact that uh, Xanatari and Thorn have arrived? Yeah, she'll probably notice that they've come in, but I think she's got a lot larger things on her mind at the moment. So she kind of filed that under party members, too, safe. Okay. Um, Xanatari. Yes. Go ahead for your round of whatever you'd like to do. Okay. Um, do I see uh, Cesar at this point? You do not see Cesar, but um, you can tell that he is not within this this group. Okay. Then I won't you worry about him. Okay. I guess I'm still... Um, quite troubled by the fact that we're, we've come through here. Uh, Xanatari is extremely upset with the fact that Cesar left the party and just basically abandoned everything to save himself. Um, Sabre seems to be lost in her own kind of world of angst for no reason that she can determine. Um, and Thorn has essentially kind of tipped the scales in their strange uh, back and forth teeter-totter relationship towards uh, enemy and so at this point she really is feeling alone like completely okay. um so at this point there's not much holding her here except for the fact that she's determined to find out for the town what what has caused the drow to attack but we're not even like near them anymore so at this point i'm looking for exits and okay. a reason to keep going so I would assess the room and see, like I see all the Minotaur, I see the drow. What, what kind of doors am I looking at? Okay, uh, one, would you like to make a perception check for Sabre? 
Um, why not? <laughs> <laughs> not very good. 16. Um, you do happen to notice that uh, as soon as Sabre appears, um, she whips a gauntlet off and appears to be checking for something and then uh, loses interest, apparent interest in her own person. She's looking at something on her own hand. Like She pulls off her gauntlet and looks at her hand. Okay. Yeah, sort of like you, you, I've just splashed acid on it. Oh, my God. You know, did it go through? What, what, what? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, from above, calling down through the only access uh, to the above city, mm-hmm. um, through the single iris piece that is open, uh, a minotaur with... Somewhat, somewhat of a crest on his helm, shouts down, Citizens! Citizens! And is pointing towards, at first, uh, Thorn, then you, as soon as you start to move, because you're sort of more uh, the armored form that stands out. Um, Hail, Hark! I would look Hark. up at this Minotaur. Do we recognize him from our previous ancient battles that time went Timey wimey on. You would actually uh, recognize this Minotaur as one of uh, Guillermo's adjuncts <laughs> that was in the room with the vizier. Okay, I would uh, greet him with a gesture of, you know, local greeting and say, "Hail, Guillermo's adjunct. How is Guillermo?" Well, he kind of <laughs> pauses for a moment. Guillermo remains. Deceased. <laughs> I know. I just thought it'd be fun to say Guillermo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what does he want? I am Torm, and uh, I have been sent to. Is keep he Torm Del Toro? No. He's young. He's younger brother. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, wow. Okay. Um. The. Your uh, your other companion, the older one, is already up here. Uh, he requested that we keep some watch for you, and, well, it's apparently a good idea that we've done this, because there's all these... Uh, he kind of eyes... Well, potential situations down here. Um, do, do we need to directly worry about this? You're asking us, new arrivals, about the potential situation up there? No, the drow that you have all oh. down there. He kind of, he points around. Clearly there's some oddity going on here where they might have started to, you can tell that they've started to seal the area again. Something is keeping them from either A, decimating the area or sealing it off per their protocol. Okay. Perhaps it's your presence alone um, that is causing some hesitation versus, uh, nope, everybody <laughs> gets okay. stuck. I, I would... Okay. Go ahead. Uh, I would watch the exchange between Torm and Xanatari and like, get really sort of just annoyed at the fact that they're yelling backwards and forth in a, in a, in a ditch. So I would go over to Fluffy, remove the collar and let him grow. Um, <laughs> That'll reassure and him. Then, and then um, ride 
Fluffy over to Zanatari, offer his hand up onto the back of Fluffy, and take and offer to take Zanatari up to Torm at the top of the pit, because this is just ridiculous. There's so much going on, just screaming back and forth is not going to get anything done. How did Cesar get to the top of where Torm is right now? He walked up the ramp. I would walk up the ramp. Okay. Uh, Thorn, due to the compact space that you're in, uh, when you release uh, Fluffy to full size, you knock over a number of drow. The uh, drow, I deserve it. Perhaps knocking o- knocking out a couple versus just knocking them <laughs> over. And there is uh, a great alarm that uh, Loth has arrived to punish them. And um, they start to try to cram themselves as far away from Fluffy as they can. I would, I would shrug and take Fluffy straight up the side of the wall. Okay. You find that uh, the wall resists the effort to climb, since it has been semi-drow-proofed. This would be one of the things that they would work to prevent. <laughs> I spray it daily with Tell rain. me you falls. That's right, Rain-X. Um, mm, Fluffy does not seem to be able to get a, a, a proper purchase. Finding this, I would then uh, dismount, put the collar back on, and with a very begrudging and... Uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? I guess uh, just the whole just giving giving up on the on the situation. I would just trudge resigned. up the ramp. Yeah, resigned. Thank you. A resigned um, feeling. I would just trudge up, uh, head hung behind Zanatari. Okay. Zanatari, you are able to quickly reach the top of top of the area, and the Minotaur allows you to pass. Um, there is a, he sort of leans in though and asks if he should seal off the room entirely or will your, uh, absence not cause a problem? I would tell him that in my opinion, these drow are not here to attack or cause any kind of conflict, but they are still drow, so he should be cautious. If he wants further details of the specifics of these drow, he should talk to Sabre, who appears to be the one leading them. Okay. Um, Very well, citizen. Uh, We shall do that indeed. Uh, Torm also turns and makes room for um, Thorn to come through as well. I would turn to Torm and ask him where the closest alehouse is. There's sort of a begrudging look as uh, he responds. The alehouses have closed. There is a, a matter of great import that has happened and has called all of the citizenry that are present to... Well, Fair find list. someone that can open one because if you <laughs> you you haven't come from fighting a city of drow and watching their entire extermination, and then getting pelted in the in the in the in between the eyes with the stone the size of my fist, 
and not walking away with a concussion. So I, I would highly recommend that you find someone to open this alehouse before I open it myself. The Minotaur pauses, glances at Xanatari, glances down the hole, and as surreptitiously as possible attempts to reach into his um, the top of his cuirass and pulls out a flask, <laughs> which is handed to you. I take the flask and give him a nod of uh, thanks, and then skulk off somewhere to drink from said flask. Okay. There are approximately 20 Minotaurs arrayed around um, this area in the event of problems. None of them challenge you or Xanatari. For previous um, description from a few episodes ago, the entire area appears to be made up of one central corridor with a series of pews to either side. At one far end, uh, there is a gigantic stained glass window that appears to be floating in air over the, um, well, there's some sort of objects on the ground and people underneath it. It appears to be a sun, some representation of a sun on this window. Okay. Okay. Um, what are the people doing inside the room? Um, they're down at a distance. There's some sort of uh, object underneath this stained glass window. There is somebody who is seated or appears to be seated or is either that or is a dwarf. And there is the familiar outline of Cesar hmm. as well. Hey, Thorn. Hmm? People are people, so why should it be that you and I should get along so awfully? No idea. Okay. No idea. Hey, I'm still trying to recover, otherwise I'd just run. <laughs> Carry Thorn, on. Thorn, Thorn takes a deep drink from the flask. Xanatari, <laughs> you mentioned... Um, a while back that you were putting stuff, uh, namely the brooch, into your pouch. Yes, my pouch, which is quite full at this point from the loot of the okay. uh, caves that we were at recently and other things that I've put in there. Okay. Um, they're, the contents of your pouch are, are pretty haphazard in there, and you sort of feel something sticking yourself um, through a soft spot in your Okay. In a, in a gesture slightly familiar to Daniel, I would empty my pockets looking for the metal objects and uh, begin to go through my pouch, laying out each item carefully onto the floor. I would have, according to my recollection, a brooch. Uh, two, in fact. What was the other thing that I got from the, I believe, some sort of um, melted metal from the cavern last time. Um, an amethyst that I've acquired from the rock eye, uh, mm -hmm. from the rock creature. Anything else I can think of besides an unfamiliar object that I would examine in a moment? Roughly, that is um, the depth of things. 
Okay, so then I would look and see that I have a certain other item, and I don't recall having this. So I would take it out and look at it. Can I roll a perception? Sure. Eighteen. Uh, before I turn this over to Thorn for the proper description, the item appears to be a, an amalgamation of something that looks like it came from Razor's workshop, or Razor's master's workshop, I should say. Okay. I don't recall stealing anything inside there, because certain other people were trying to steal something, and we got shot at by a giant robot with lasers. So... Thorn, uh, since you have made this, you get to describe the item. The the item? Okay. Yep. So, um, the item is, uh, if anyone does recall the picture that was posted, um, is a round amalgamation of just curved pieces of metal that have been forcefully bent or otherwise, and then um, bound together with... Uh, copper or golden wire that was uh, scavenged from the room. And in the middle of the pendant is a clearish white stone, um, semi-opaque, uh, that Cesar actually substituted for Razor's heart, uh, which has been carved down to fit into this copper brass frame. And in the middle is a very, very rough etching of... Um, the symbol of Xanatari's god uh, that had been sort of like like if you saw a symbol a couple of times and you know it's sort of moving past you and you see it you know nearly every day and you try and recreate it from memory it's a very 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 crude etching um, that looks like it dulled a fair number of knives in the process as well as any other tool that might have been used to etch into the stone. Um, it's about the size of, um, probably about, if, if you had, uh, if, if Bert was from, uh, middle finger to, to wrist, probably about a third of, of the size of that. So it's probably from wrist to about mid palm, uh, and is, is, is circular. Um, and yeah, it just has like a small loop. On the, on the top of it to, to be attached to, like, a belt or to, you know, a backpack or something like that. Okay. Is there any distinguishing mark uh, that you put on it that is directly related to you, Thorn? Um, on the outside is uh, actually just a bunch of uh, sort of carvings um, in you know, uh, my own sort of language that I sort of witnessed when we were disarming the bomb in later episodes. Mm -hmm. um, the one that I recognize as markings of, of my people, and I've probably just etched a few of them in um, into like a message on the outside there. Okay. Very good. Okay, can Thanks. I read right. the message? Do I speak whatever wolfish... <laughs> Razor Claw Shifter language this is. Uh, I don't believe so, but you do have a translational expert uh, close at hand. I do. Well, Thorn's somewhere around there. Ah. Okay. Mm. I recognize it. I'm smart. I am familiar enough with this to know that it is a Razor Claw language, correct? 
because I wouldn't know it to go to him unless I did. Yeah, yeah, there's there's enough there that you've seen kind of along the way to Okay. I would I would very cautiously pick up this object because I don't recall having it and uh examine it. I've seen what you've just described and with curiosity but trepidation because I really don't want to ask Thorn for anything, let alone a small favor. I would I suppose um go towards go where towards he is. Where he is. By the way, okay. you probably would know what that language is via the uh, somewhere within your um, cultural memory. Mm. Somebody's probably seen that. Okay. Okay, I would look up at uh, Zenitari's approach and take another smallish swig from the flask, preparing myself for a verbal lashing. Okay. We will pause there for just a moment as we go to Cesar. Hello! You've just kind of had a bomb dropped on you. Um, you're standing there with the vizier in front of the quite high podium. Yes. Or judge's bench. And you've just been informed in part as to um, the name of the vizier. Yes. I said, hello! <laughs> There's the faintest of, well, sincere yet true smirks given back. Um, and he, he utters to you, you have no idea who I am, do you? Uh, well, uh, you just listed uh, a, a bunch of names there, but uh, I can't say I'm too familiar with your, your exploits. He, uh, the, he's still chained and everything, but does his best approximation to, by sort of slapping his palms against the um, arms of the chair, uh, <laughs> clap in a pleased manner. Um, that you'd sort of find odd for a god that has so many, well, dubious titles attached to him. Mm-hmm. But he's, his, his, his response appears to be a genuine good. Then you have been selected, your honor, for an appropriate role in this. Good. Good. Guys, right, that makes me uh, a bit impartial. Hmm. And you watch as his eyes sort of turn and look as if behind you. Your companions have finally surfaced, I see. Oh, oh yeah, they are. And to which uh, the vizier falls somewhat silent. Um, you can feel the oncoming of an event coming uh, sorry my brain just went flying due to vertigo hold on a sec <laughs> feel that there is a, a point in time that is marching forward towards you Cesar and the the podium and mostly for the seven pillared hall in general 
you're where you're supposed to be, the other catalysts are coming, and the vizier seems content to wait for whatever is to happen. Okay. Do you have anything further um, as far as comments or anything that you would like to do at this point? I mean, is is there anybody else present? I know there was the the lines of of Minotaur up the aisle. Is there anyone sort of in this, uh, whatever you call this area in a courtroom? This area besides myself and and the vizier. Um, where once there was just your podium. Once you look away, and if you look back, you will notice that at a even higher point, um, above your podium, there is another podium. A figure in black is sitting there. Oh! Do I recognize the figure? Does it seem familiar to me at all? The figure cannot be seen in terms of facial details or very much that it's distinct, but you feel within your bones that this is... Uh, something that you have seen, encountered, and encountered many times within uh, your period within the slave pits when a slave was either killed or, uh, you know, forced to the point of exhaustion where they just laid down and died. This okay. appears to be some manner of elemental force. Oh. And Deep, deep down, there is this little niggling nugget of fear that perhaps this is the greatest judge of all. Ah, uh, what? Where'd he come from? He says to the vizier. The vizier doesn't even really so much as try to glance up and around his shoulder. This one is always present, but choosing to make itself known is an especially interesting occasion. I don't know if this bodes well for me, or ill, but either way, I'm sure it will oversee your honor's court in a most fair and hmm, impartial manner. Hmm. So, uh, who's, uh, who's running this dog and pony show? I'm, I'm assuming you're not putting yourself on trial, so, uh, what, what, well, but what I am. But I am indeed. Why? Not sure if it's possible for a manacled and facially manacled um, mind flayer that's had its tentacles taken out um, to smile, but there's a movement of the facial muscles above the plates um, that would seem to indicate, yet again, another smile. Well, perhaps a tale for when the others are here. We wouldn't want to start court without all the actors, would we? Um, and as to who is running this dog and pony show, as you say, that's you, Your Honor. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, in that case, uh, you're guilty. Let's go. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm interested. I want to see where this goes. So, uh, ah, I won't climb up there just yet. I'll, I'll wait till the other uh, actors, as you say, get here. Which yeah. uh, seems to indicate a bit more than just a, your standard trial. A bit more of a, 
a show of a performance, but uh, like I said, we'll see how it goes. Okay. Um, giving what appears to be an acquiescence uh, that you are indeed running the court, you find that your clothes have taken a darker hue. You do not have uh, the the Tory wig from Parliament or anything along those lines, oh. but you do find that uh, you're in more of a judge's regalia uh, than your standard robes would normally dictate. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. My studs. Sabre, mm -hmm. down in the pits, uh, you are... Um, pointed to by Xanatari before she and Thorn vanish up above to, into the city. Okay. You are subsequently then pointed to by the um, Minotaur, again with the crest. Hail and identify yourself. She'll look up about how far are we away from each other. About 30 feet. About 30 feet. She will look back up and say it give a slight bow and, and say, my name is Sabre Estalian. I come from the Elven High Council. I was fortunate enough to meet up with these as I was in the conducting of my mission. Who might you be? I am Torm, the new... Hmm. I guess they would say I'm the head of security now. It's quite all changing these days. It's been... Quite a time of late, but um, present your license. She'll look up and kind of cock her eyebrow. License? So, you are not a citizen? Of this city? No. He nods and then looks at you again. You have been truthful. Very well. We will not ask too many questions as to how you wandered around so freely to get here, but uh, you sound as if you have been in the city before. I've come through a time or two. He asks you about a location that someone who has been up above would know about. Okay. But someone who has been with the rest of these drow would not know. Okay. Does she know that location? Yes. Okay. <laughs> she will respond back to his inquiry. Hmm. You appear to be, you've been, we've been informed by the citizenry that you are the leader, speaker, something for these drow. You know the state of the city above, and it's. Hmm. History with the drow. How do you speak for these? So I would say protector would be a better word for it. And these are as much refugees as anyone might be, as they are followers of Elstray. And they have been lost to their home as much as anyone. And now they seek refuge. Will you vouch to each and every single one of them under pain of you having their penalty? She'll nod. So I've been charged. Hmm. There's a moment of pause as uh, the Minotaur retreats from the opening 
and uh, about 30 seconds later, you may lead this group to the surface. He's sort of treating them as if uh, they are not able to understand him. Mm-hmm. He's perhaps taking the term speaker to to literal heart. Um, so far, the drow have all been speaking their strangely kind of canted drow. Mm-hmm. Um, but you are to uh, you are you are able to lead them out should you wish. Okay. Out of the city, or can you provide refuge for them? We will provide you place outside of this pit, but not far from it. Okay. You, however... We have another smaller pit right next door. <laughs> yeah. You, however, have been summoned by the head of the city. Okay. So well, I, must, I must see to these first. Can I lead them to where they can take some shelter and be at ease before all this? There's, again, a sidelong moment of discussion. The city is not presently configured for active hostels, or however you want to say, the hotel-type things. Um, I'm sure my accent just killed that. (laughs) Uh, But we will ensure that there are supplies and um, some measure of hospitality granted within extremely short order. I will give you my pledge that none of my guards without cause will injure or cause injury to come upon these drow. She'll nod her head and she'll look back she'll look back up at him and say Very well, I will find some representatives within the group that uh, you may deal with from here on out. Okay. And she'll start thinking back. Was there anyone that kind of stood out in the group that kind of helped her keep everyone calm? And there, There's two or three. Okay. She'll kind of round them up and bring them back and present them. Okay. All right. You have presented them. Do you start taking them up? Yes. Uh, you are pleased to find that as you start heading up the iris that was closing off, um, the vast majority of this, uh, circular pit has started to open again. Okay. Okay. Um, Sanitari back to you and Thorn. You guys, you guys can interact as you wish. I'm walking toward him, carrying this heart in my hand, essentially. And uh, I would come up to him, kind of raise it, giving myself about two feet between the two of us, and ask him if he could read this. And I will be, like, with my teeth gritted, like, grudgingly, like, could you please read this? Like, really unwillingly. uh, I would would look back and be kind of shocked. and having completely forgotten that I'd actually given it to you, um, I'd be like, oh, you, you, you found it? O- only now? Uh, what is it? I made this for you in Razor's Cavern and what? slipped it in, 
and <laughs> slipped it into your pouch. I thought you'd found it sooner. That was ages ago. Why would you make such a thing for me? Because you're my friend, and I wanted to. Did you make such a thing for the others? No. <laughs> what is get... a friend? Well, Cesar treats me like a dog and wants to feed me like the food that falls off his plate. So Bray, I don't even know. We found her in a cave somewhere. And... <laughs> that's cave what... dwelling, no further. Let's face it, we don't know a hell of a lot about her. You and I have been through a lot together. We had been through a lot together, which is why it was so shocking to me if you considered me and called me a friend that you would draw your blade against me and take the side of the darkness trying to open a chest of death. If Not friendly. If I could explain it to you in ways that you would understand, I would, but I cannot. No, tell me, tell me how you could possibly explain this in ways that anyone would understand. Let's release Lolf, or the destruction power of the universe, out of a chest, purely to see if this artifact could be useful to our party. Well, excuse me if you don't belong to a, a, a cult that harbors artifacts for a dark and chained god that lives in the, the nether realms that no one has ever heard about because those who hear his name go mad and crazy. Um, okay, she so, would stop right then, look at you shocked and appalled, and take a step back. What are you referring to? Nothing. Nothing. Don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> don't mind the man behind the curtain. <laughs> There's no one there. It's a scarecrow. Um, like I said, you couldn't possibly understand, but I can read the message for you on the on the pendant if you'd like. <laughs> the world is ending. Tell me what flavor of ice cream is your favorite. <laughs> the end is nigh. I really like those pants on you. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's some apples. You like apples? Let's get married. <laughs> okay, please, please. Just in morbid curiosity, she would ask you, could you please read this for me, and then we'll deal with the rest. It says to my friend Zanatari, may we continue to adventure together, uh, here and forevermore. <laughs> she laughs in that bitter way of one who is completely confused and kind of shakes her head at you. I should kill you where you stand. You're more than welcome to. And he takes another drink from the flask. Okay, I would grab the flask out of your hand and down the entire thing and then throw it on the ground in, a, in an angry gesture and uh, kind of place my hand on the hilt of my sword. I would make an effort to pick the flask up shake it at you and said, this wasn't mine. I, I, haven't, I hadn't paid good money for this. <laughs> Humorous to the last. Humorous to the last. Uh, this is not going to soften her heart in the manner that you're dealing with it. So I guess I would just learn, look at you and, and in the, one of the few moments of, uh, of sincereness of the character with you, I would 
I would say there's nothing, there's no reason for me here. You and Cesar were my friends. We started this together. Our quest was to help the small town of Winterhaven, and I, I don't, I can't do this alone, and I can't do it with you. I'm leaving. You, you were never alone in this. You know, we all have our backstories. You took me in when you found me in that cave in Shadowfell Keep. You found me like you found Sabre. And yet you saw fit to trust me enough to follow you through. You saw me adopt a goblin even though he was in a prison and backed me up. We all have our vices, you know, and you were never alone in this. We all stumble and fall, but if you're going to look at us so severely when we do stumble and fall, who are you to judge? What happens when you stumble and fall? You betrayed me at a key moment and tried to take my life, no matter... I never... Without I never any explanation. To, I never tried to take your life. I didn't even... I didn't even raise my bow to you. I never tried to harm you in any way. Dungeon my Master, goal, can you yes. recall the audience and myself to the fight between Thorn and I, because I had my sword out, and I believe that he got a stab in the back, but that's because he also attacked me, did he not? Um, no, I, I don't believe he actually went to uh, swing at you. I think he was he was waving a weapon around, but I think that, uh, I believe that you were tackled or somehow wrestled. I stood between him and the chest, and I said, you won't do this, and he drew his weapon and came at me. Did he swing? Mm. He, I know I took him down rough, but I believe that he rolled to attack. Did he not? No, I don't believe he did. I think he was given the option to do that or subdual damage, but I don't believe that he actually uh, came in with anything that would resemble a full-on attack, maybe kind of a sloppy for my honor type thing. Um but clearly something that could be slapped away or as uh, you did disarm him. Okay. I don't recall the exact details that I have to go back and listen several episodes ago, but I know we did fight. But I, I, I don't, I don't believe it. I don't believe it was a full on, um, to the death, whatever the action was. I don't believe that there was a death intended. To, to my recollection, um, my entire goal was to get to the chest, which meant I shifted forms and was attempting to, to lunge at it and get around you, and each time you you essentially used, what was it, hammering winds? Mm -hmm. you, you blew me back several times and knocked me out at one point. I'd never attacked you. Okay. Well, at this point, she still uh, considers it that you betrayed the party and herself, so regardless of whether there was actual attempts at wounding... But I never opened the chest. You stopped me from opening the, opening the chest, so whatever happened wasn't my fault. I didn't even betray you. You attempted to, and if I had stood out of the way, you would have been the one. And so did Sabray. And you didn't hold it against Sabray. He helped me to open the chest. Yeah, I am confused about Sabray, but that'll be a whole other conversation. Okay. Well, if, Sabre if also friendship... didn't make her a friendship bracelet. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't... <laughs> <laughs> I made her tea. Come on, man. He did. He shared a wonderful cup of tea with me. Okay, so either way, she's like, I'm out. And 
basically tries to, is still looking for an exit. Okay. The only exit appears to be towards uh, whatever that window and ga- small gathering is down um, towards the main doorway out of the city. Okay. So she would take the heart and shove it to your chest, let go of it, and walk towards the door, striding strongly and quickly away from you. Okay. I would like to run to catch up, and I'm actually going to roll a thievery check at the same time, mm-hmm. if I may, to slip it back into her pouch. <laughs> okay. No, you take it! Just no, you take it! Dig that hole a little deeper. Well, actually, he's got a pretty good good one that he came walking out of, so... Okay. Hello. Hello. You are a good roll. What's 19 plus 15? 34? Okay. Uh, Sure. Go ahead. Okay, so... Um, I, I, I sprint sort of up to her making, making no effort, um, grab, grab her, her hair, her arm, not in a, a violent manner, but sort of in an imploring manner, um, look at her straight in the eye and ask, don't go, don't see this, see this through to the end before you leave, and at the same time slip the, um, the holy symbol onto her belt or onto her pouch into a secure location where she will find it again. Sometime in the next six months. No, no. It's going to be in a, in a, a not in a location that's, that's hidden. It's going to be, like, attached to a belt or something like that. Like it's going to dangle from my belt. You're going to, like, tie it on my belt without if me I noticing. Yeah. Places it up I in rolled. your nostril. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a I rolled a thirty four. There's a strange sensation in my pants. What the hell? Oh. <laughs> I'm trying to do a nice gesture here, and it's shot down. I'm never going to do a nice gesture again. Okay, okay. Carry on with your nice gesture. No, I'm done. Hmm. Okay. Um, so, but- Zanatari, you are able to make one action versus Thorn without Thorn being able to resist it. As as a, as a action of opportunity or attack of opportunity, your call. Hmm. As I feel him doing whatever tying thing he's attempting to do, I'm going to take it as a threat because I don't really know what he's doing. So I'm going to grab him around the collar and yank his face towards mine and look at him. Okay. And he's he's saying, you know, repeat your your emphatic eye contact gesture of and words that you said don't do something? I said don't go yet see this through. And I would just say why? You owe it to whatever this party was. You owe it to that guy that got sucked into that gelatinous cube. Oh god. <laughs> no! What was his name? Correct. Blender. How is it that uh, I remember your old party member's name? <laughs> I was. I, you weren't even in the show. I don't know. That's pretty there, epic. There's now, there's now the montage of death scenes happening in everyone's mental memory. The flaming gelatinous cube. Yeah. The blending of the minotaur. 
Daros <laughs> walking off and then flipping out and somehow killing himself with Thorn all his Thorn killing, yeah. killing, yeah. uh... <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, should I roll against his persuasion in some way? Diplomacy? Go ahead and, go ahead and, go ahead and roll for insight. Okay. It's never gonna beat my insight. Okay, 26. Versus you... my what? Um, well, Thorn, are you being legit? Totally legit. I have nothing to like, hide. Are you being so legit that you could actually <laughs> Don't be say false? It. Or... <laughs> too, too legit to quit. <laughs> uh-huh. You set it up. <laughs> too okay. legit to quit. Um, Xanatari, what you're getting off of him with a 26 is something that you know you're looking at Thorn. You know you're talking to Thorn. But there is such a degree of honesty coming off Thorn that it's almost as if you're talking to a completely different person. Okay. Uh, but it's, not, but it's, it's, it's you're not being worked. At this point, I suppose I'm slightly curious about this cult he's mentioned and everything else, but I realize there's no time to sit and discuss it. Someday when we make a fire, six months from now, we may have that discussion. <laughs> um... I, I don't know. I haven't made a decision, but I'm going to stride toward the door. Okay. Um, as you were striding to towards the door, uh, you were able to see Cesar standing there, um, off to off to the side by the uh, the stained glass window, and two podiums, the tallest of which has some sort of figure atop it, sitting at it, and. The vizier. Okay. Taken aback, but angry at Cesar and looking for a target for her newfound wrath, I would continue striding into the room towards Cesar. Okay. Um, Sabre, you were allowed up to the top side. Okay. The drow were all allowed passage. Um, the other minotaurs have moved to a much wider circle. Mm-hmm. But they do not have their weapons at um, active ready. Okay. And a couple appear to be coming from another direction bearing some type of supplies. Okay. You, though, however, um, as the other drow are directed towards um, this circular area, you are... Um, placed next to another minotaur steps next to you and Torm turns and goes, we will escort you to where you need to be. She'll nod and she'll look at him and say, I I thank you for your assistance. They have been through quite a lot and it seems that they were destined to come here. And to see to their safety takes a great burden off of me. He leans in close for a moment and says to you, we do not speak their language. Uh, Leave them some words so that they will not be of difficulty to us and we can avoid misunderstandings. She'll turn to the two that came, or two or three that came with her and and kind of relay that information back. Okay. You you are you are given acknowledgement, and uh, they themselves uh, swear to you that they will do their best to try and keep. She'll 
take them, you know, hand in hand and kind of say a quick prayer and be with them for a second and then let them go about their way. Okay. And then you are escorted off towards um, the vizier and company. You see Thorn and Xanatari with Xanatari doing a power walk off, probably in the direction of Cesar. Uh, Cesar? Mm-hmm. Um, Xanatari appears to be on a path towards you. Is, uh, am I right, uh, Xanatari, or are you still going towards the door? Um, I believe I have to get to them to get to the door, is what you were describing. Okay. Um, Xanatari is making a beeline. Right. Anything she looks super to... happy, right? Xanatari? Are no, you coming, are you coming in sweet happy. or are you coming in great white shark? I'm coming in great Arms white shark. Arms wide open. Huge smile. Right. Music swells. <laughs> Everything goes in slow motion. <laughs> no, um, further wild by Thorn and seeing Cesar, who she's also got a beef with. I guess I would be striding with very grumpy thunderous scowl. You might actually hear thunder and see some, uh, <laughs> some <laughs> static electricity running along her arm, just waiting to go up to Scissor and go, poop, poop, poop. Okay. Um, he'll turn and, and, and uh, watch her approach. Uh, did he hear the, the booming? Was that able to be heard, the, the explosion down below? The Whatever. Yeah, so, something something happened down below. You felt the rumble. You heard you heard the boom. Um, Those were some no, really nasty tacos. Yeah, there's there's no, there's no smoke that you're able to see, but whatever it was, pretty damn impressive for whatever Thorn managed to push a button for. Okay, just wanted to to clear that up in case it comes up. I assume so. Okay. Um, but uh, otherwise, he just waits for her to to get close. He'll uh, uh, if she once she's you know he's not going to shout out to her, but once she's within conversation distance, unless she interjects with something, she might be shouting already. Um, he'll say, uh, "Oh, glad to, to to see you guys made it out of there too." <laughs> I would point at him. With a, you know, look of doom and say, where have you been? Well, I was, uh, running away from, uh, 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 uh a great and, and vengeful god. Um, which I'm assuming you were too, though it, it took you a bit longer than it did me. What, uh, what, what held you up? <laughs> we were fighting for our lives against the great and ancient god when you fled and left us to defend ourselves without your expertise of artificing. Wait, wait, wait a second. You stayed to fight? What's wrong with you? <laughs> when have we ever run? When have we ever run? Well, was it the time the giant rockworm came out of the wall and was undefeatable? Was it the time the giant spider and and the uh, cosboid arrived and that looked like a winnable fight? Was it possibly when the you know four minotaurs descended on our party? No, no, it, it was when <laughs> the god Orcus himself <laughs> appeared from a rift with 
plenty of uh, cannon fodder all around for him to devour in time for us to run away through what seemed to be a, a, a relatively safe escape route. <laughs> Look, we, uh, we've uh, encountered some things in our time, you're right, but uh, I, I, I'm not dumb. <laughs> we defeated him. Surprise. Oh, yeah? Did you? <laughs> you, you? You defeated him? Couple of lightning bolts, he's down there dead? <laughs> he's possibly dead, but Bert was of, pretty awesome. Oh, 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 so it was Bert. Oh, and also that, that power from that, that other god, maybe. Yeah, the naked chick, she may have helped. Yeah, maybe. But the point <laughs> is, we fought. Right. And we weren't running away and chickening out and running away and chickening out. Look, we, we, uh... We never really were able to determine, as I'm sure you, uh, as I remember you bringing up a few times, what exactly we were doing down there. So, uh, <laughs> rather than just die at the hands of a god for no reason, I figured it would be wise for us to find out what exactly our purpose is. It was, it was clear to me that I, uh, uh, live on, based on, uh, my interaction with, uh, you know, myself. <laughs> so, uh, I wanted to, to see where that took me. Yes, but you also saw me in the future, meaning that we also lived on. Did and you... I, I wasn't expecting you to sit around and, and uh, you know, uh, try to work things out with Orcus. <laughs> Could you not have at least said, let's run? Some sort of indication before you turned around and far, far away from where we were, and all we saw was your fleeing back when it was too late? You know, I, I, would, I would think that the, uh, the appearance of... The god Orcus himself would somewhat imply that. It's that not the first point. time we've seen Orcus. No, but it is the first time where we could have gotten away easily. <laughs> is that the qualification? Yes! <laughs> Absolutely it is! I don't know. Anyway, uh, meet my friend here. He's, uh, that guy? Remember him? That brain-sucking dude? I remember. He's got a lot of other names, too. Maybe he should tell you. What, what's your names again, guy? I am... There's a Dune. Does she know this from her collective history? Your collective history lights up like a Christmas tree. I would look at Cesar. Oh, yes, yes. Let's stick around when death makes an appearance and let's run from Orcus. That makes a lot of sense. And... Kind of... There's 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 a there's a slight sigh as actually I believe death is up above and Orcus <laughs> But of course he is down there and well I'm still sitting here and there's kind of a rattle of chains. <laughs> I'd like to stroll into the room at this point in time, visibly tipsy. <laughs> okay. Um you you hear the name. Thorn. I stare at the chained one in utter disbelief and then like stare at Xanatari Cesar and then back at Darazdun, then back at Xanatari and Cesar. And my 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 mouth opens and I'm just like Is that Thorn's God, like FYI? Yes. yes. Oh okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> dun 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 I'm just like you and you're here and he why the fuck aren't we running what 
This hurts more than the rock to the face. He... You know who that is. You you know who that is. Ah, uh, he he told me his names. He is the chained god of madness. He's Yep, he... that was one of them. Right. I would point at Therizdun and I would draw my bow (laughs) and fire at him (laughs) Um, using Ravaging Shot. Who doesn't have their dice out? Who doesn't have their dice out? Oh. Totally do. I was getting my ability up. Thanks very much. Um, so I am going to roll. Uh, let's see here. What is it? 16 versus AC. All right. Let's go. Uh, that's what? 30 versus his AC. You are able to hit the stationary target. <laughs> at close range and your arrows are, are sticking out of him in, in, in various critical and important spots but there seems to be no reaction from the vizier slash. I am I am pouring all my rage and anger and suffering into continually firing all my arrows until I've run out um, at which point I would then throw the silver goblets and whatever other pieces of loot that I have in my pouches, other other artifacts and stuff, um, and I would scream, Are you happy now? Are you happy now? You've ruined everything! You can't talk to your cult, cult members for more than five minutes and give us proper direction? You have to send us half-crazed prophets? The the figure raises his hand and pauses, um, you know, to, to pause you. And he suffered what appears to be no damage. And he, he points at you. Again, His he can only raise his hand so high due to the chains. There is a reason that you are here, and there's a reason that you are called Executioner. You may very well be the death of me yet. But as in all things of the past, there are steps that need to be gone through and find if you will have your opportunity. But it is clear why you are here. Might I ask who is to be your judge? Hello! I look incredulously at Cesar. Like my new clothes? Y- you? He Apparently. is on with me. He is impartial. I turn to Cesar. This thing, this god, if you want to even call him a god, mm-hmm. is guilty. Straight up. Okay. He should not be given any mercy. Right. He has ruined lives for millennia. Oh, I have, but I'm the one that called for my own trial. I will have my say. I would glance at him and look at him like, you know, like, I'm not surprised. 
and and mutter, "Well, there is a reason they call you the God of Madness." He point he point he points a fig he points a finger, he points a finger at you, and um, you understand clearly what it is that your job may call you to do, but you realize that you're not going to be able to do any sort of damage to him until it is necessary, but you have confirmation within the back of your own head that what sits before you could very well indeed be the god, but it's only based on stuff that you yourself have heard about the god. Okay. Um, how close can I approach um, Thar- the seated Tharazdun? You right now, not really very close. No more than about ten feet. Am I able to get any closer? No. I would stare uh, directly at him, um, unwavering, just absolutely just rage-filled, um, and and whisper in in what is probably the uh, the the most angry that Thorn has ever been, and uh, it's it's so low that you know. The only person that could really hear it is is probably a god in this case. I don't know what his mortal confinements mm-hmm. are. Um, and I would say, I served you for so long, and you gave me nothing in return. No promised power. You are no god. Fraud is what you are. Again, there's a sort of wrinkling of the skin as if it's... There's a a smile, and he goes somewhat back. You hear kind of this whisper sort of off to your side. But I am giving you perhaps the greatest reward of all. He then looks towards Xanatari, and you shall be my defense. (laughs) Hmm. And why should I defend you, other than the fact that you seem to irritate Thorn, which pleases me? You have a sense of righteousness about you. The truly guilty don't survive long under your hand. The truly innocent prosper under your hand. You've encountered much that your people have not trained you for, but yet you've come out into this world with skills clearly those of your own. You are building experiences. I know what you want out here in this world, and I am offering you a chance to use them and to gain by them. I have to be convinced of your innocence before I defend you. No. And you've told me that you're guilty. You don't need to be proven anything that's, you know, convinced of my innocence or not. You, you're the arbiter. You're going to hear my words, my tale, and seek that the by that this process will happen. There is there is one here. Oh, and he sort of points with his finger. There's one here who will be the final decider of this. Until then, I have earned the right to speak. I have earned that. I've had my say. I'm going to stand there defiantly with my hand on the only dagger that I have. Okay. 
Sabre, there's mm-hmm. a figure sitting in, sorry, uh, yeah, Sabre, uh, there's a figure sitting in a chair. He is bound by chains. Um, looks kind of like a mind flayer, but uh, there is a metallic mask of some sort, as if the tentacles have been cut off. And uh, some sort of mask has been placed over what would remain. And you hear as you um, are escorted in, ah, the sole member and foreman, or I should say forewoman, of the jury. Good. She looks a little confused and looks at the companions. Uh, What's going on here? Um... For the moment, uh, Sanitary, take us out. Thank you for listening. You can find out more at DeathD4Dishonor.com. Subscribe on iTunes and find us on Twitter at DeathD4. Please take a listen to the Gray Area Podcast about advice and interviews in relation to switching gamers at Genesee.com or SignalsMedia.com. If you are listening for the first time, feel free to subscribe to the channel. We do this every Friday at 10.30 Eastern Time. And also, we're going to do a second episode. So if you're currently in the channel, hang on for five minutes or so, and we will be right back. This podcast is a part of the Signals Media All-Star Network. For more information on this and other fine shows, go to SignalsMedia.com. It's okay to stick our stuff in your ears. Really?